Hello and welcome back to Who's He TV. And this time I'm going to take a look at the latest episode of The Mandalorian, Chapter 19, The Convert. To be honest, I'm not sure what I just watched. Sure, it picked up from where last week left off, but then it took a left turn into a completely different show before turning back into The Mandalorian again. Basically, where this episode picks up again, we see that Bo-Katan had just seen the Mythosaur, but as it turns out, Din didn't as he was unconscious. And Bo is not saying that she saw it. Can I ask you something? What is it? You see anything down there? I saw the chasm passing me as I fell. I didn't realize it was so deep. It wasn't. The bombings from the purge must have triggered seismic activities. Did you see anything alive? Alive? Like what? Nothing. Let's get out of here. Is she going to try and ride this beastie to reclaim Mandalore once more? Well, who knows. But as they're leaving Bo's gauntlet, they're set upon by TIE Interceptors, and this leads to a, a pretty decent dogfight with Bo in the gauntlet and Mando in his Starfighter. Now, I'll let you into a little secret. I can't get enough of TIE Fighters. I love the noise they make, I love the design, and it just goes to show that bad guys get all the good stuff. But there is more TIE goodness, as after Bo and Din see off the Interceptors, TIE Bombers bomb Bo's palace to pieces. With a huge swarm of more TIE Interceptors incoming, which surprises our heroes, Din takes Bo to where the children of the Watch are hiding and gives the armour a proof that he is bathed in the living waters and is redeemed. But as Bo-Katan also went into the waters and has kept her helmet on since, the armourer tells her she's also redeemed and welcomes her to the Watch. These are indeed the living waters. Dinjarin, you are redeemed. This is the way. This is the way. And Bo-Katan Kree's. By creed, you too are redeemed. But I do not walk the way. Did you bathe in the waters? I did. And have you removed your helmet since? No, I have not. Then you may join our covert and live as your ancestors once did. You may leave any time you wish. Until then, you are one of us. Welcome, Bo-Katan of Clan Crees. This is the way. This is the way. But Bo's body language uh, in this scene tells you everything you need to know what she thinks of that. But what I just described here tops and tails this episode. What happens in between is where this episode takes that left turn. Rather than keeping up with the Mandos, there's a sitcom idea right there. And now on BBC One, it's Keeping Up With The Mandos. And in this week's episode, Mando's giving his helmet a damn good buffing when the vicar appears out of nowhere with hilarious consequences. They decide what we need to do is to spend 40 minutes in the company of Dr. Pershing. Now, if you've forgotten who he is, he is the scientist who was experimented on Grogu at the bidding of Moff Gideon and the client in the first season of The Mandalorian. 
Now, Dr. Pershing is part of a new Republic rehabilitation program, helping ex-superiors return to society. Now, without going into any great detail, old habits die hard for Dr. Pershing. He thinks his cloning experience can help the new Republic, and he's helped to continue his research by another ex-imperial, Aliyah Kane, who we last saw in Season 2 aboard Moff Gideon's ship. Oh, and talking of Moff Gideon, it was casually dropped into the episode that he had escaped custody. But the problem I have with this portion of the episode is that while it is clearly setting up a new plot thread, I'm still none the, really none the wiser what that actually is. While it was nice to see more of Kurosan, especially the top of the highest mountain that pokes up through a plaza, just goes to show how massive Coruscant actually is. But we spend an awful lot of time with Dr. Pershing just adapting to his new life, with Elia Kane showing around whilst eating a Star Wars ice lolly. But obviously everything is not as it seems, and Dr. Pershing is left with... well, watch it and find out. But all of this belongs in a different series, namely Andor. It's like a spy thriller, but it doesn't fit into the world of The Mandalorian, and for me it upset the balance of the episode. All the performances by the actors in this section are, well, they're really good. But the seriousness of it all doesn't sit well with people bathing in mystical waters. And also brought the whole episode to a standstill. What started off as an action-packed episode was, well, stopped in its tracks. And it was such a pity. The Coruscant stuff was perfectly okay, but just not in this episode. The switch from Mando to Pershing was such a jolt and it came out of nowhere. And is Pershing a character to dedicate that amount of time to? A lot of what happened to him in this episode also didn't make a lot of sense either. What happened to him basically could have occurred after his initial conversation with the liar Kane about wanting to continue his cloning experiments. I thought we were doing good. I do think about that sometimes. All of my research going unfinished. We were close to making some incredible breakthroughs. In the right hands, our discoveries could have helped a lot of people. So why not continue your research here? I don't think it's something the New Republic would be interested in. The ethics of cloning are complicated. But if it could help the New Republic, isn't that important enough? Following orders blindly is how we got in trouble in the first place. Sometimes you have to trust your gut. The New Republic is trying their best, but they're struggling. Lots of capable people who want to help. You understand what I'm saying? It's such a shame. And one other thing that I'm finding troubling: there is no clear antagonist. As I said last week, is it Bo-Katan? Is it the Pirate King or Moff Gideon? And if it is Moff Gideon, what happens to Pershing doesn't really make a lot of sense. So as the Mandalorian bubble burst. Well, to be fair, no one can say at this stage, but like the latest season of The Bad Batch, I find it all a little bit disappointing so far. But apart from TIE Fighters, which I love, we get another scene of Groggle learning to speak this week with him trying to say this is the way. You will forever have my gratitude. I would invite you in for a feast, but I'm guessing that helmet isn't coming off again. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> I don't know where this is leading to, but I'm, I'm loving this. So I hope this season finds its groove fairly soon, as next week we're at the halfway point, and treading water for half a season I find troubling. Did you know I love TIE Fighters? Yeah.